You're listening to the Tools for the Modern Man podcast. If you're looking for the tools to deal with the challenges of this ever-changing modern world, you're in the right place. Now let's get it going. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Tools for the Modern Man podcast. I'm your host, Pete Beskus, and today we're going to be talking about the critic and the cheerleader. Let's get started. So who is a critic in your life and who is the cheerleaders? Can you make a list? Can you go down and write all the people that you see as critics and all the people you see as cheerleaders? Sometimes these people will overlap and be on both sides of the equation. You know, parents, spouses, close friends. But a friend of mine recently told me a story and it got me thinking about the idea of a critic and a cheerleader. And he's an ex-football player. You might've heard him on the podcast, uh, Craig Spear. And he told me this story about being in a locker room. And at first, when he first started playing football, one of the quarterbacks that he played with was highly critical, highly critical of his receivers, highly critical of his teammates. And as a young receiver, as a young you know player, he would go out there. If he made a mistake, he'd just feel worse about himself. And this quarterback would come down hard on him. And he just always felt insecure. He always felt like, you know, you amplified the stress. And I'm sure it also didn't help his performance at all. And it didn't feel safe in that environment. Fast forward a few years, he ended up in a locker room where everybody was each other's biggest cheerleaders and everybody was there to support and improve each other. But they did it through support and through positivity. So anytime he would drop a pass, that quarterback would right, come right back at him and throw a pass at him the next play to build his confidence to get him back on the same page. And when he was telling me the story, I couldn't help but think, how does that show up in our own lives? How does that show up in our day-to-day experiences? Now, you know, he was in a professional setting, but we're all in professional settings and we're all in personal settings. In the workplace, people oftentimes talk about sandwiching a criticism between two compliments. Um, it's a you know tried and true management technique, just as five compliments for every criticism that you give somebody that you're working under or for um, is another tool that's employed. But very rarely do we apply that to our personal lives. Very rarely do we take that into our lives and how we approach day-to-day situations. And as I heard these different stories, and as I kind of pulled upon my own experiences, I realized that what's lacking in our lives is a cheerleader. We have critics. We have critics everywhere in every aspect of our life. Our spouse is a critic. Our parents are critics. Our friends can be critics. Even our children can be critics. Like how many times have you been told you're a terrible parent? (laughs) I think I was criticized just this morning on that. And what's interesting is with that negative speak and that negative reinforcement, I believe we start we start to believe it. And it is really, I think it's often said that we are our own worst critics. The voice inside our head is meaner than any voice outside of our head. And what happens then is we kind of sit in this aura of criticism. We sit in this constant stream of negativity that starts with ourselves and then it applies to the external. And I'm going to kind of dive into my experiences with how this shows up in real life. 
So I think what happens and what I've seen happen is we have this negative dialogue in our head. You know, I suck or I'm not good at this or, oh man, this, this is brutal. I, I'm never going to get make this happen. And we start to second guess and we start to doubt ourselves and we're looking for someone externally to come and convince us otherwise. And this is the big mistake we all make. We're looking for someone on the outside to be our cheerleader. And yet we're not prepared and we're not willing to cheerlead ourselves first. What happens then, I kind of say that's the first domino. What happens then is because we're not getting that cheerleading from all the beating up that we're doing on ourselves, we start to get resentful. We start to get the feeling that we're not appreciated, the feeling that nothing's going right, everything's going wrong, this is all terrible. And you start to lose trust on yourself. Just like my friend Craig, who as a wide receiver, his quarterback didn't trust him, so he, he didn't trust himself. He didn't play as well. Versus when he had a group of people who trusted him, but he trusted himself, he executed. And it's kind of this flywheel of when you believe in yourself, when you support yourself, other people will start to support you as well. But it begins with the you. And I know we're always looking for that external validation. We're always looking for our parents' approval. And then as we get older, it's our friends' approval and our friends cheerleading us. And then when we get, if we get married and if we have close relationships, we're expecting that person that's beside us to be our biggest cheerleader, our biggest fan, except we miss the one piece, which is you're not your biggest fan and you're your biggest critic. So as I kind of explored these ideas and as I started to replace it with myself, I realized I'm not a very good cheerleader. And for most of my life, I'm not, haven't been a very good cheerleader. And I haven't been a very good cheerleader for the person that it matters the most to, which is me. That I need to be my own cheerleader. And that the criticisms are almost the default setting. The critiques and how I think about how I do things is the default setting. So I'm always going to look at how I do things in a negative light. And that I must actively and intentionally combat those negative thoughts with positive reinforcement. And I applied that just recently playing tennis. I always find that I can explore some of this stuff when I'm playing sports because it's just a simple analogy. So when I was playing tennis, and I used to do this all the time when I was playing golf or I play any other sport, if I mess something up, I would just get angry. I'd berate myself. I would slam a club or slam a tennis racket, throw it around. And I noticed that the narrative in my head was, you suck. Like, I can't believe you made that shot. That's terrible. And there's a lot to be said about verbalizing and getting and, you know, saying things in the air and your brain processing it and locking it in. But what I noticed, and this is what the engineer in me, I, I wanted to do an experiment. What I noticed is that every time I kind of tripped and now I use it in tennis and I made up, made up or made a bad shot, my immediate response is, oh man, you suck. And then I would flip it and I'd say, you know what? You don't, you don't suck. You just didn't make that shot. You can make that shot. You've made that shot a hundred times. You just didn't make that shot. You'll get the next shot. 
make the next shot. And then I just started to reinforce in my brain. I probably look a little bit crazy when I'm out in the tennis court because I do mutter to myself, but I'm reinforcing verbally that cheerleader. What would a cheerleader say? How would somebody on the sideline encourage me for that next point, for the next game? What would my friends say to me? What would my, you know, what would my biggest cheerleader say to me? And I found that that helps to recenter myself, especially in the moments directly after the criticism. So it, for in the tennis example, one line I love having, and this is when I'm getting fatigued, is I could do this all day. And I got this from Captain America in Avengers, where he just looks, you know, taking a beating and he just looks up and he says, I can do this all day. Well, I love playing sports. I love being in competition. And if a game is going long and I'm starting to get tired and I'm starting to see that I'm not putting the effort, I just reinforce in my head, I can do this all day because I love this. This is why I'm here. There's no better place than right here, right now. That encouragement and that cheerleading helps to bring my energy levels up. It helps to get me back into a, a just a better state of mind. And from that place, I'm aware of criticism and I'm aware of cheerleading. And as I'm sharing this with everybody here, I just think it's a really powerful tool to use on a daily basis. Just start being aware of the places that you're criticizing, criticizing yourself, criticizing your children, criticizing your spouse, and take a look at how many times you cheerlead them, right? When do you tell them they're doing a great job? When do you just tell them, just give them that word of encouragement they need? And do that for yourself and don't expect it from the other people. Be that cheerleader, be that cheerleader in your life, be it for yourself, be it for the people around you and just watch how change happens and how quickly you feel better. So that's what I'm going to leave you with today. I hope you go home and try this. I hope when you're listening to this, you're starting to think about those times when you are crit critiquing both yourself and others versus when you're cheerleading. And just, you know, if you say something negative to yourself, follow it up with five po positive compliments or sandwich it like the old management style. But, you know, go give yourself a five to one um, and see how that works out. All right. And uh, that's all I've got for you today. I look forward to talking with everybody next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Tools for the Modern Man podcast. If you like what you heard today, drop me a review on iTunes or share it with a friend. And if you want to learn more about working with me, you can always look me up at www.petebeskis.com. Thanks and see you all next week.